in fact, I tell employees when they're thinking about changing jobs, well, does the organization you work for, do they care about you as a person? Are they investing in your good? And if the answer is yes, then stay. If the answer is no, 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 no. I mean, you should go, yeah. go get another job. Life's too short. Go do something different. So yeah, I believe this is a, a massive, this is such a significant conversation for retention. Hello, my name is Matt Bros of Lockton. In my role, I consult with employers all around the country related to their employee benefits strategy. We're in conversations all the time about how to attract the best talent and get the best out of their people. Work ethic, integrity, those are all traits of people that pursue excellence and it doesn't even stop there. From the boardroom to the storeroom, we're gonna find out what drives those people. Welcome to the excellence culture. This is gonna be an excellent adventure. Hey everybody, welcome to the excellence culture. I am here with a good friend of mine, Clay Scroggins. Clay, I just wanna be able to sit down with you for five to 10 minutes and just talk. And- um, You picked an excellent setting for it. This, this is an excellent <laughs> setting, I agree. I agree, and thank you so much for taking the time um, when you were in town. And um, But would first love for you to just kind of introduce yourself a little bit to the audience. Um, maybe tell them what your background has been thus far and and a little bit of what you're doing now. Sure. Um, that'd be great. I uh, majored in engineering in college, quickly realized I don't need to be doing that. So I, I became a pastor who actually went to, uh, moved to Dallas to go to seminary. Met my wife here, studied her more than I was studying theology. She's a good Dallas girl, hey. right? She's yeah. Tyler, Tyler, Texas. Tyler, yeah, East Texas. Uh, I moved, it was back to Atlanta for me, and I worked for the last 20 years uh, in the church world in Atlanta. I worked for a large uh, church in Atlanta. The senior pastor is Andy Stanley, so he was my boss for a long time. Uh, 2017, I released a book called How to Lead When You're Not in Charge, and that book has had pretty good amount of success and has given me a lot of opportunities to talk to companies, talk to organizations about leading without authority. I like to, I call it authority deprivation. What do you do when you don't have the title you want or don't have the job that you want, don't have all the power that you want, but you still want to get things done. So I uh, spend my days now speaking to organizations, talking about that topic. I've since released two other books, one called How to Lead in a World of Distraction, which is really about emotional, how to become an emotionally healthy leader. And then just last year released a book called The Aspiring Leader's Guide to the Future. Okay. But I spend the most of my time talking about the first one. Yeah, that seems to be the book that's resonated the most thus far. Yeah. Who knows, right? I mean, Surely there's a blockbuster to come, <laughs> you know? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. But yes, that's the one that has resonated the most. Well, I think just that concept and, you know, we're talking about excellence and, and I have a passion for excellence in the workplace, um, you know, and, and would really like to really hear from you, like what, what led to that, that just concept of that book? Do you, did you have something going on in your life or anything like that or experience that you had from, with a mentor or anything like that that might have, you know, sparked that? Yeah, I was, the, the opening line of the book is I've always wanted to be a leader. And um, it's amazing, I have the, that's a side note, but I have a writing coach who he was like, we need to get the first line because the first line really does help you set the story, tell the story. And he was true. I mean, that, that has been my, that's been my journey, uh, working in the middle of organizations, feeling like I was stuck in the middle. But I wanted to move things forward. And I always just thought, oh, well, if I could get my boss's job, then I could get some stuff done. And then had a couple of, was fortunate to have a couple of promotions early in my career that were, um, in a way, they created more disillusionment than they did satisfaction because it kind of 
Uh, I think I've, I just thought, oh, now that I am at this position, I can uh, do what I've always wanted to do as a leader. But it just, uh, it, it taught me a really um, important lesson that it's not about the title. It's not about the position. It's not about the amount of authority you have or you don't have. It really is about your ability to create excellence wherever you are. And most people, I've just found out, I was right there with most people. Most people spend all of their energy frustrated about what the boss is or isn't doing, what their peers are or aren't doing, what the other department's not doing. And the place that they have the most, uh, the, the most control and ultimately the, the place where they can create and generate the most influence for themselves is with the part that they are in control of, what they are in charge of. And if you can create an oasis of excellence with that, um, it, it is the, it's the habit or the rhythm or the behavior that sets the stage for creating excellence um, for the organization. Sounds like that's a conversation you're having with a lot of people right now. Yeah. And I mean, I find going to restaurants, going to, you know, the car wash and that kind of stuff. It's never, there's never been a time where excellence stands out more than right now. You know, I feel like for the most part, I go to a restaurant. I feel like I have to apologize for asking for service You know, <laughs> right. sometimes. I'm sorry, and, but I'd love yeah, some ketchup with I'm these so, fries. So sorry. Right. Yeah. And um, but then there are some people that you run into where it's just like, wow, that they stand care out. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what are just your thoughts around that? Like we're in this time. Why, why do you think we're in a time where there's such a lack of excellence right now? Well, we're definitely, you know, we're in a, our, our society loves immediacy. You know, we love instant fame, instant success. And I think there's, um, there's so many examples of that. Obviously, social media, you know, what YouTube has created, you know, the kind of the, the Justin Bieber approach to career. You know, I just put a couple of videos out there and Usher finds me and all of a sudden I'm a worldwide celebrity. You know, a lot of people want that story. They hear that and they think, oh, that, that's all I've got to do. Well, that's just not the path for most people. For most people, it's putting in the work right where you are. It's creating excellence right where you are. And that's the thing that's gonna help. Not only it's the thing that's gonna help you develop, but it is the place where you're going to be discovered. Uh, I like the, the simple illustration of you were back in the day when we used to, um, when you, had, you took a picture and you wanted to get it developed, they would take it into a dark room to develop the photo, right? I mean, development happens it happens best in the shadows. It happens best in those places where we're not in the limelight. And so to your point, to see somebody at a restaurant, to see somebody who's an hourly employee at a hotel, or uh, you know, you mentioned before we even started the guy at Subway that made your sub with just such excellence. And passion. Right? <laughs> and <Yeah>. passion. <laughs> it is so remarkable to see because it's contrary to the way our society is moving. But I really believe that it is the path to having more influence in your life, wherever you are, if you can decide, all right, I'm, I'm going to take all the frustrations and concerns about everything else. And I'm going to, I'm going to table all of that, or I'm going to channel that frustration to be able to create an oasis of excellence. It is, um, I think you're absolutely right. I think it stands out in our culture right now because there just aren't, um, it's not a very coveted path, but it really is. Um, I think it is the most well-traveled path for men and women who are experiencing success. So do you think, um, let's say those type of people, like that person that I was able to engage with at Subway, do you think that that's a more nature or nurture? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah. And I know I'm going off script right now. Yeah, I like that. But 
you know, or both, right? But would love to hear your thoughts about that and kind of the, because I, I want to dig into somewhat the origin yeah. of a lot of these from? people who are pursuing, where does it right. come from? Right. You know, like, and we don't have to figure it out right here, but um, yeah, where does it come from? And, and is there from an employer standpoint, right. something that they can be looking out for that's, right. that's just some of those characteristics where this is going to be somebody who is going to be excellent. You know? Well, my first thought about that question, that that's a, it's a very thought provoking question. Is it nature? Is it something you're born with or is it something you can learn? Um, I don't know that we'll ever really know. And I think there's plenty of researchers who've tried to prove it on either side. And the answer is uh, we don't really know. And so then you're left with the options. Well, can you develop that or can you not? I would just like to believe that you can, because if you can't, what are we all doing anyway, right? It yeah. just feels like an utter waste of time. <laughs> and so I just choose to believe that no, it is possible from wherever you are, whatever seat that you find yourself in today, that you can create, you can cultivate influence for yourself and you do it by creating excellence right where you are. Whatever you're doing right now, the place where you start on cultivating influence for yourself is I'm gonna be the best Subway sandwich line chef possible. And, and the fear that people have is they go, well, how long is it gonna take me to get noticed, right? I mean, when is the manager gonna notice or when are they gonna give me my own store? And the answer is when it's time. I think people are discovered from all parts of organizations, but it's going to take time to invest in your craft, to invest in what you're doing, to build relationships with people and to prove that you know, that you have what it takes to be able to handle more. Uh, I love the, you know, the, the simple line that Jesus gave. This is one of Jesus' biggest leadership principles. Is he said, if, if you want to be trusted with more, you start right where you are. That he who is faithful with little is showing that he or she can handle more. And it really is the answer. It's the pathway. Uh, I think it was the former CEO of IBM said, nothing so conclusively proves your ability to lead others as what you do on a day-to-day -day basis to lead yourself. That the place you start is right here with what you're in, most in charge of, that you can lead yourself well, you can create excellence right where you are, you can bring the kind of attitude that's, um, that is an, an attitude of forward thinking, hope-filled, anything is possible positivity to your, what feels like a dead-end job. If you can bring that today, if you can bring critical thinking, adding value to others, thinking of ways that we can make our culture better, create a better organization. Those are the kind of men and women that eventually will get to lead more. So is it is it nature or nurture? I just would like to think that a lot of it really is nurture, that you can learn how to do it. You can develop to become a person of greater influence. And I, I love that you're bringing excellence into this conversation because so much of it is deciding to be excellent right yeah. where you are. And what do you, um, from a employer perspective, obviously employers are looking to get people who are excellent. Employers are looking for the best talent that they can yeah. get, but they've got to retain that talent, right? And so you get someone who comes in and they kill it. You've either got an opportunity for upward mobility for that employee, or, or they're, they're going to find a place, They're right? going to click on another Zoom link yeah. to and change so, jobs, right? Yeah. And I mean, that, that can be a challenge, right? right? I mean, should an employer be thinking about ways to retain those people, even if there's not upward mobility opportunities, or should an employer just realize that's part of the game? Yeah. And, and that's part, we, if, if we're the first step of somebody who's excellent, that's great. It's great for that person, more focused on that person, right? 
So interested in your thoughts around. around well, the that. last thing you said there, should I just think about it? All right, we're going to be the first step. I mean, that, that is, I, I think that's a, that's an abundant mentality, right? Okay. So I think, I think it's always better to have a, an abundance mentality versus scarcity mentality, right? That old adage of, you know, well, what if we develop this person and then they become even better and then other people start poaching them and hiring them to their company, right? And the, you know, the, the option is, well, what if we don't? What if we don't develop them, right? That they're just going to stay stagnant. So I, you know, obviously I care deeply about leadership development. It's what I do for a living. And so I just deeply believe that the way you retain your employees is to make sure that they know that you care about them personally and that you are investing in their future. And if you can do that, people will stay. If, in fact, I tell employees when they're thinking about changing jobs, well, does the organization you work for, do they care about you as a person? Are they investing in your good? And if the answer is yes, then stay. If the answer is no, 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 no. I mean, you should go, yeah. go get another job. Life's too short. Go do something different. So yeah, I believe this is a, a massive, this is such a significant conversation for retention is what you're doing to develop your employees in the role that they're in, but also to become better humans, better people, because the best kind of leaders are the best people. The, the best kind of employees are the best people. It really is, it's people development. It's, it's, it is talent development, it's professional development, but ultimately it's people development. And yeah, if you're not in the game, you better get in the game. Um, because it is, it's one of the greatest ways that we retain our best employees is by developing them by investing in their good, investing in their future. That's so good. I feel like we're just scratching the surface. We'll have to have a round two at some point for sure. And maybe it's actually during a round of golf or something. Who knows? <laughs> um, that is a great idea. You should do that. <laughs> On the course, you know, you yeah. should come with your own little segment. Yeah. Um, but man, is there anything else that you would like to say? Any kind of parting words that you'd like like to yeah i'm always sensitive to the person that's listening that's going oh all right whatever uh you don't know how hard my job is or you don't know how discouraging life is and so i would just say to the person that's watching or listening that feels like all that's you know all that's great and if my boss was better or if i had an organization that cared about me or if my company cared about me as a person like you have no idea how hard my life is i would just say to that person um this season you're in right now is so important, even when life is discouraging, even when it's hard, because it is only when life is hard that we experience resistance. And resistance is what builds muscle. Re resistance is what creates strength within us. And so if it feels hard or if it feels discouraging, I would just say, keep moving, keep doing the right thing. Keep trying to create excellence right where you are because it's making you better, it's creating opportunities for your future, and ultimately, it means that you are on the pathway towards experiencing a better life on the other side of the job that you're in right now. You're not gonna be where you are forever, nobody yeah. is, but where you are right now is where you are, and so yeah. you may as well create as much excellence, create an oasis of excellence right where you are, even in the face of discouragement, even in the face of challenge, because um, it really is the pathway to experience success on the other side. Well, man, thank you so much. I know that you're doing some consulting with companies around the country. Um, you know, what's the best way for people to be able to reach out to you? Well, my email is just clay.scroggins at gmail.com. So <laughs> hit me it. up, right? I love but it, I know yeah. I'm, it, it's a, it's an honor. You're honestly. on LinkedIn too. On LinkedIn, yeah. my website is clayscroggins.com. But yeah. Um, yeah, I would be totally honored to connect with any, any friend of yours. Yeah. 
genuine friend of mine. So yeah. I would um, I would be honored to get to connect. Well, thank you, man. Thanks for your friendship, and welcome to the excellence culture. Thanks. Yeah.